What's going on, guys? It's Fancy Stock Exchange here, bringing you the fourth installment of our ADP Battle Series. Today, I'm joined by Ryan McGinley or Bootleg Fantasy or Climb the Pocket, whichever one you <laughs> want to go by today. We're fucking yeah. rolling with. I mean, how are you doing? Listen, I'll go by future Dynasty League champion oh. because that's, that's all you need to know me as. Uh, if, if you guys listen to any of our uh, the, the league that is going to be up and about, I've got the best team. Uh, hey. I'm pretty sure Tyler's <laughs> putting a video up soon of where we're breaking down our teams a little bit. Uh, it, it was kind of more of a hodgepodge video that fa- found its way to me saying that I have the best squad. But, yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about the guys we, we've got on tap. I mean, it's a Monday, so I, I know you've got plenty of videos you've got to record after this. But, I mean, this is going to be the best one you do all, hey. all night. So It's going to be fun, especially with the bands that we have back and forth, you know, Cowboys, oh, Eagles. Yeah. A Cowboys Eagles cam always has that. Yeah, uh, other than that, I'm going to link you in the description, climb the pocket, link yep. your Twitter, everything like that. But cool. yeah, let's just hit the intro. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. So, first on the docket today, I'm going to show a graphic on the stream, but it's DJ Moore versus Odell Beckham Jr. So, currently, DJ Moore has an ADP of wide receiver 10 or the 401, uh, while Odell Beckham Jr. presents an ADP of wide receiver 11 or the 402. Now, we're actually both in agreement. You're going to get into yours in a, in a minute, but uh, we're both on the agreement that DJ Moore presents the better value given these guys straight up. So, uh, for starters, for me, when you're comparing them, it really isn't much of a comparison based on my rankings. Well, uh, by the time this goes up, you guys will have seen, actually, this might come up before the rankings, so it's a little sneak preview, but I currently have DJ Moore ranked as my wide receiver nine and half PPR, and Odo's my wide receiver 20. I'll get into my rationale as to why that is the case, but for starters with DJ Moore, again, you're getting that big improvement at quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater coming into that system, replacing Kyle Allen, and for reference, I'll put on the screen of how uh, Michael Thomas, who DJ Moore is going to be playing the role of in this offense, produced with Teddy Bridgewater versus uh, Drew Brees. It wasn't really much of a drop-off from a Hall of Fame quarterback. So uh, just over 10 targets per game, almost 11 at 10.78, 101.89 yards per game, and uh, almost nine catches per game. So, I mean, it's Michael Thomas, so I'm not sure you can really project DJ Moore to take all that production, but just kind of shows you, again, uh, there was not much of a drop-off in terms of targets between those two. So, uh, yeah, for starters – uh, depth of target between the two, just to show you the role. DJ Moore, 8.7. Thomas, 9.3. Under Joe Brady, he comes straight from that same system. So he's had experience with both those guys. He's had experience under Sean, uh, Sean Payton. So overall, I mean, I just see him playing that Michael Thomas role. Again, if you're comparing the pieces, Teddy Bridgewater started for both teams, basically Carolina this year, started for the Saints last year. Both have dynamic pass-catching running backs. Both have an alpha possession receiver. I mean, when you're comparing the situations, it's basically identical. The main thing with DJ Moore, who actually was a top 20 uh, finisher in half PPR just last season, he's going to build off of that 73.3% catchable target rate, which ranks 74th in the league. For comparison, Michael Thomas, 84.4%, 
ranked eighth. I'll show that on the screen again. But overall, again, you're getting a player who basically exited week 15, so I'm not really counting that, but in 14 games had 86 catches. If you're projecting that forward, like he's going to build off of it from his second to third year. He's getting a big improvement at quarterback. And overall, like I wouldn't be surprised if we we're talking this guy's in the, a top 15 pick coming into the next year. So uh, what are your thoughts on the whole situation, Ryan? I mean, he essentially played 14 games last year. If he played 16 games last year, He's over 1,200 yards. I mean, the four touchdowns doesn't look too hot. But, I mean, if he has six, we're talking about him as a top 10 wide receiver this year with a quarterback that was second in the league on play action last year. I mean, he, he was 75% on play action. They got the best running back in the league. I'd be calling a ton of play action, especially Joe Brady's going to be dialing it up. Oh, I yeah. mean, I, my boy Matt Rule's down there. Uh, he, he's a Temple guy. Uh, so, I, I've always watched him just kind of coach and see like where he he's gone uh, to Baylor. And now he's with a team that is actually solid. Like, I mean, he's turned bad teams good uh, from Temple to Baylor to now, hopefully Carolina. I mean, he brought his boy Robbie Anderson with him, which makes everything a whole lot easier for DJ Moore in his little area. So I'm really personally excited because DJ Moore was on, I think three of my teams last year, uh, including my home league who was, he, I mean, he was he was a league winner. Unfortunately, he got hurt in the championship game for most teams. Yeah. So, it it was it, it left kind of a sour taste in the mouth of most people. I feel like just because like I think he had one catch for like two yards, and like you saw him get hit in the back of the head, and it was it was heartbreaking for me. Um, but if he plays sixteen games, he's a top ten wide receiver. Uh, he he's my wide receiver thirteen, just because it's a drop in the like. There's there's just a thousand wide receivers that are good this year. Oh, um, agreed. So, like, no. I, I got a, a touchdown or two changes it. So, I, I, who knows? We'll we'll see it uh, in the wide receiver rankings videos, but I, I don't even yep. know how many times I mentioned. Uh, literally, wide receiver, like, 12 or 13 to, like, 35 this yeah. year. There is it's a unbelievable. huge drop. So, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The touchdown the, the touchdown thing is the biggest issue. You know what I mean? Like, they've got McCaffrey. Like, he's going to score a ton of touchdowns. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater can move a little bit he's going to score a couple touchdowns. Like, the fact that, like, I mean, they've got Ian Thomas. Like, they don't have great red zone threats, so it's really a run game down there. Um, I hope that they get DJ Moore involved more on screens and things like that oh. where it's, like – He's so dynamic feel, in the open yeah, field. I feel like they weren't creative at all with him. Like, they did things for Curtis Samuel to be dynamic because they wanted – like him to be in the offense, but DJ Moore just developed his own plays in that offense. So they didn't really make anything for him. So like, I feel like with a completely new arsenal of coaches, like they're going to get things done for DJ Moore instead of DJ Moore getting it done for them. I love him. Uh, I think if you get him, I mean, he's going to probably be your wide receiver one, like yeah. on your team. But, but if he's... you can somehow sneak him as your two, I'd be so happy. For sure. Uh, just touching upon DJ Moore again, as I mentioned, how terrible the actual catchable target rate for him was, oh, was last terrible. year. He still had 87 catches in yeah. 14 games. So, it, it, I mean, if you're stretching it out, I think he's a shoe in for most likely about 150, 160 targets. And if that's the case, he's going to get 100. He's going to get 110 type catches. And uh, yeah, I mean, Joe Brady, if you guys at all watched what LSU was able to do last year, they were the best offense in college football history. 100%. Now, those shouldn't be your expectations for Carolina, but, I mean, that's a big upgrade from what they were doing last year with yeah. Kyle, Kyle Allen in their center. So, uh, 
just going to quickly touch upon Odo because I know I know you. I saw your face. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of the a uh, lot of people in the uh, watching this video are going to have the same face. But for me with Odell, taking him any higher than where I have him ranked, to be honest, it just presents way too much risk in my opinion. So uh, going into it again, we all know the story about Odell Beckham. Broke out in his first year uh, in 12 games after his four-game injury uh, that he suffered in the preseason. He ended up mm -hmm. coming back. Had the catch. Everybody knows him. One of the swaggiest players in the league. Uh, top three receiver in the NFL going into 2017, let's say. Yeah, before yeah he got for hurt. sure. Uh, he's just not that same player from the situational standpoint at this point, uh, anymore. No, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, he, he is actually the wide receiver right behind DJ Moore on my rankings, just because like, it's so tough to quit Odell, right? Yeah. Like you want him to be that 1400 yard receiver takes a slant 80 yards to the house, like back pedals into the end zone. But like, it feels like he doesn't love the game as much. Like, and like, that's kind of a cop out. Like, yeah. of course he probably does, but like, it's tough for him. He's been on what? Five bad teams. Like yeah. <laughs> his quarterbacks have been terrible. Like last year he led the league in drops. So like mentally it feels like he's not as there because like, you know, he's got a top five hands in the game. Like we've seen, like oh. we've seen it. Like, like, like if we're drafting based off of just solely talent, like he's a, he's a top five top six yeah. overall receiver exactly like his he shouldn't be leading the league in drops like it's easy as that like he was 92nd in true catch rate i mean 97th qbr when targeted like yes that's a little bit on baker but also odell's better than that <laughs> like for sure it, it's tough for to, you to be a wide receiver and like almost have that happen he was 83rd in fantasy points per target he was 58th in yards per target. He was 23rd in yards. He's had 16 game seasons twice in his six years. Like, I I loved Odell, like, his rookie year. Like, his rookie yeah. year, I paired him with, I think, Marshawn Lynch and Calvin Johnson and just, like, walked to a championship. <laughs> yeah. But, like, since then, he has just not been the same guy. Honestly, he should grow his hair back out because since he cut his hair, I don't feel great about Odell. I mean, yeah. I want him to be good if you sneakily get him as your wide receiver three or a flex play, like, yeah, that, at that value, again, I am totally fine with him. Just the thing that scares me is trying to project into what they had last year versus what they did uh, this mm -hmm. year yeah. versus what they were able to do this year. Now uh, I'm going to show the graphic on the screen, but under Kevin Stefanski last year with the Vikings, they had a 51.7% passer run split, which was actually third league wide behind the Ravens and the 49ers. For comparison, the Browns in 2019 had a 59.6% passer run split. That's 8% basically yeah. just gone out the drain in terms of coaching tendencies and play calling. So while I do believe the natural efficiencies of the player, again, as you mentioned, those efficiencies were just god awful. 8% yeah. is a big hurdle for me to really take over. And to be, uh, to be fair, People may make the argument, oh, well, Kevin Stefanski's moving into the system. He's going to know he's got Jarvis Landry. He's got Austin Hooper. He's got Odell. He's got Baker Mayfield. At the same time, and you got Nick Chubb and fucking Kareem Hunt in the backfield, and yeah. you're a naturally run-dominant coach. I just yeah. see no way why you would veer off of that. So, for me, it's just – again, he's wide receiver 11 currently in ECR. It's just tough for me to really project yeah. him uh, to finish there from where he was at at wide receiver 29 last year. Again, talking about talent – he yeah. could get there. That's why people have him there. But overall, like, 
I, I can't feel comfortable moving him ahead of some of those middle uh, teens receivers that just present a lot more safety, in my opinion. So yeah, like if he's if he's on my team, I drafted two running backs before him. He's my wide receiver one. Like I I, I don't feel great drafting Odell, but I know it's like it's somewhat of a calculated risk. Like you've seen him do it before. You haven't really seen him do it recently. Baker's on his quiet revenge tour. Like all, all the fun things you're hearing about Cleveland being focused. Like it's getting to the point with the Cleveland guys that I need to see it. Like yeah. enough out of Baker, enough out of Odell, like win games, like be good players the entire season instead of stretches. Like, I want them to be good, but I need to see it first. So, like, I'm not loving Odell. Like, he's going to be a big name that, like, in the fantasy league that most people are in, there's one guy who drafts big names only. Like, that's who's going to take Odell. And, like, he might get lucky. That, I was going to say, that's what scares me about the whole situation is all these yeah. big name game, uh, big name guys. I mean, me and you, we're in the industry. We, we know we're mm-hmm. able to spot like those lesser known name guys that just present a lot more value. But man, someone's going to draft Odell Beckham in the top seven, top eight overall wide receivers yeah. just because they, they're, they're thinking back, oh, he had the catch. Like home leagues, I wouldn't be surprised if someone took him oh, in the second New, round. <laughs> New York leagues, people are still going to be taking him early. Like, I, I, I like, like, it's cool to have every Sunday, like a couple big name guys on your team. Like I was like looking at my team and like, Oh, there's Julio Jones, even though I don't think I've ever had him. Like big name guys were like, it's almost intimidating. Like having a Gronk. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I've, I actually have Gronk in a dynasty league, but yeah, <laughs> it's cool having big name guys and, that's where Odell will get taken. And I think that's why his ADP is so high, honestly. That makes sense. So uh, we're both in agreement. Again, DJ Moore uh, over Odell straight Mm -hmm. up. I mean, if it was even that value for me personally, I'd have uh, DJ Moore as a much better value, even though, again, like they're both going the same range, but you know what I mean? I just have a a big separation for for me personally. But uh, segueing into our next argument, again, I'll show the graphic on the screen, but uh, we have Hayden Hurst versus Hunter Henry. So Hunter Henry Mm -hmm. currently has an ADP of the tight end eight. 608 off the board, while Hayden Hurst is the tight end nine, going off as a 706. So, again, back-to-back back in the rankings. But uh, me and you actually have a disagreement over here. Uh, I currently have Hayden Hurst as my favorite preferred target out of the two. You have uh, Hunter Henry. So, we'll get into that little uh, battle. But uh, <laughs> for me, again, it, it, it's, it's splitting hairs. I have Hurst coming yeah. in as my tight end seven, Henry as my nine. So, yeah. uh, you get either. I mean, they both present good value. It's just when I'm looking at it here – this ADP battle segment is here to pick the the slim and give you like the ultimate strategy. So you can watch this, you can figure out for your own who you guys like, but uh, yeah, we both have some good arguments. So stay tuned for right now, basically. So overall talking about the two, the main thing why I like Hayden Hurst is again, this is going to be the argument all off season, trying to project them into the Atlanta offense with what they were able to do with Austin Hooper. With Austin Hooper, people are saying, oh, he's such a talented tight end now. He's so good now. But going into last offseason, he was a relative unknown, similar to what Hayden Hurst is going into this offseason. Now, if you're looking at it from that standpoint, they could have paid Austin Hooper in this offseason. They elected to let him walk and instead paid the second and fifth round compensation to the Ravens to ultimately get a former first round pick in Hayden Hurst. Projecting the situation, Atlanta was the highest uh, pass split last year at 66.7% under uh, offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter. And as Corey mentions all the time, Dirk Cutter has no fucking clue how to use running backs, but what he does do is use his goddamn tight end. So overall, again, 
You're going to hear this a lot, but vacated production for the offense. They're losing Austin Hooper, who Hayden Hurst figures to fill in for mostly, Muhammad Sanu, and Devontae Freeman. Plenty of targets, 16 targets per game that they, they're going to need to fill. So when you're projecting, how would Hayden Hurst figure into that? Austin Hooper had an 18.5% target market share on the team last season. And if you're actually comparing the players from an athletic standpoint, I'll put them on the screen, but they're basically nearly identical. I'll leave it for a couple seconds. You guys can see it. It's going to be on the site, but uh, 6'4", 254, 6'5", 250. You'll see the, the splits and everything. Like They're the same player. So when, when you're projecting it, I mean, again, it's, you can't just give him the volume that Austin Hooper got. He's still going to have to earn it. But if you're just projecting it from that standpoint, they're the highest uh, pass split and there's a lot of vacated production. I mean, I just see no way that Hayden Hurst doesn't get over 100 targets, 110 targets this year. So uh, that's where I'm at with it. Listen, uh, I like it, right? I mean, Hayden Hurst, he, he, for me, uh, my argument comes down to when I draft a tight end, do I feel comfortable kind of having only one tight end versus having one tight end and then somebody I can play if I don't feel good about my tight end? And, like, Hurst is, like, teetering on that line of me being, like, do I need to have Jack Doyle as well as Hayden Hurst? And like that was, I was like, Lucas my main that. thought of like making sure that like, yeah, Hunter Henry's definitely better in my mind to Hayden Hurst. Like Hayden Hurst, he could be the week one breakout tight end that everyone screams to the wire for. Like it happens every year. Like he's currently the clubhouse leader for that, right? But Hunter Henry's been doing it, you know? Like Hunter Henry, I know he's been hurt. And I know his situation feels weird. So this feels not there. And they're now an Austin Eckler run team. And it's Tyrod. And the, the team feels different. But Hunter Henry is big time. Hunter Henry has top five tight end potential to me. Doesn't mean Aiden Hurst isn't going to be like that. But the way I see it, Hunter Henry is going to be fine in this offense. Uh, we can flash back to 2016 here, Danny. I know you've seen the show notes. You, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. But 2016, Tyrod Taylor swinging it in Buffalo. Uh, he had a team. Uh, Robert Woods, LaShawn McCoy, Sammy Watkins, Marquise Goodwin, Charles Clay. You know who finished second in receiving yards that year on that team? I, I know where you're going. <laughs> it was Charles Clay. I'm not concerned about – Hunter Henry in this offense if Tyrod Taylor is a quarterback. And that, that's the assumption I'm taking currently. I don't think they're going to throw Herbert in. If Herbert gets tossed in there, is it going to mess with a little bit? Like, I feel like Keenan Allen's just as safe a blanket for a rookie quarterback as Hunter Henry. Like, I, I think it, he's that good. I mean, he's probably a top three route runner. I mean, he's definitely a top three route, route runner, especially with A.B. not there. But I digress. Like, yeah, Hunter yeah, Henry. Ari Diggs. Like they're yeah, with Diggs. Diggs is my Gross. favorite, but that's a completely different story. But uh, I I love Hunter Henry uh, just because he possesses enough talent blocking for him to stay on the field at all times. Like Hayden Hurst was the third snap guy in Baltimore. Like he was behind two other guys. Um, that's like a just a minor concern for me. Like he definitely measures out like Austin Hooper. The off like the the volume's going to be there, and he's getting severely underdrafted right now like yeah, it's, it's like, painful like I would take him over Gronk currently I would take yeah. him over 
Jared Cook, probably. Like, he's yeah. in that, like, Jared Cook, Gronk area. I know. See, I personally have Jared Cook a lot lower, but I, I understand where you're coming yeah. from. Like, uh, it's gross, his, his undervalue. Uh, I mean, he finished his, what, tight end – he finished his tight end eight last year uh, in 12 games, Hunter Henry. Uh, so, he gets 16 games a full off season of not having to just rehab whatever just destroyed ligament in his body is this guy's a limit for him. I mean, he could be a top four tight end. The thing that's like, I'll get into it Mm -hmm. as to why I, I, I like Henry from a talent standpoint. Just the thing that scares me is Mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned, Austin Hooper had the 18.5 target market share. Hunter Henry had an 18.1% on the sixth most volume. So in terms of volume last year, they were the same. The thing that scares me is you're moving on from a trigger-happy Philip Rivers to, again, as yeah, you mentioned, Tyrod Taylor, sure. Justin Herbert. So even if that pass or run split kind of uh, regresses a bit, obviously due to the shift at quarterback, not to mm-hmm. mention we haven't seen, again, Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert. I know you mentioned Charles Clay, but, I mean, there's a difference between Marquise Goodwin, Robert Woods before he broke out in an injury-prone Sammy Watkins, to uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. So yeah. uh, it's scary, again – the, the as crazy as this sounds, I honestly feel safer having Hayden Hurst simply because I can project the situation better. Whereas, like, again, with Hunter Henry, natural talent, fringing on the top five. Uh, with, with me, what scares me is, again, you mentioned the injury concerns. You mentioned mm-hmm, uh, sure. projecting the situation. So while I have them pretty similar, tight end seven versus tight end nine, I'd ultimately prefer uh, Hayden Hurst by the hair here. Uh, Hunter Henry is a year younger than Hayden Hurst. Send tweet. <laughs> yeah i remember out of south carolina but he was coming out what like 24 25 years old that was yeah. like the biggest story <laughs> yeah he's, he will be 27 in uh yeah. december so aiden hurst is right in that that prime age so he's gonna be great this year there you go draft hunter henry instead <laughs> <laughs> or or draft aiden hurst first yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> no, I uh, appreciate having you on, man. Uh, like, honestly, fun time. We're definitely going to be shooting the shits this offseason, having, having you on some more segments because, uh, let's be honest, the natural chem with the brand is here. So, oh, yeah, uh, of course. Plus, I mean, once the Eagles start off ripping at 4 0, like, I'm going to come in, I'm going to talk, talk the talk. I'm going to make sure that you understand that Andy Dalton is going to be your quarterback for the long term. And it's an unfortunate life you're going to have to live, but you've got the second best redheaded quarterback in the division. Like, the best redheaded quarterback. Cooper Rush already left, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I, don't kill me. But, uh, yeah, anything you, you want to plug other than what I just Listen, mentioned? You, you did a great job plugging at the beginning. Uh, you can find all of my stuff at Clown the Pocket. Uh, we're starting a YouTube channel. It's uh, starting to take off. You know, it, It'll yeah. be in the description. I'm, I'm sure Danny will hook me up. Yeah, especially but, uh, you know, once you guys. I'm excited check- about the league. I'm excited about our league, Danny. Hey, once you guys check the check their videos out, Prime videos, you'll always see uh, a Daniel McKinnon with a Cowboys jersey in the comments, <laughs> <That's facts. laughs> talking about Ryan's uh, gone mustache that I'm yeah, missing. Yeah, sad. Absolutely crooked. I mean, the girlfriend put the kibosh on that. I think that's a little bit of a simp move by me, but you know, here we are. <laughs> don't kill me. Don't kill me. But yeah, appreciate having you on. We'll get you on soon, brother. Take it easy, yeah. Sweet. Oh yeah. Peace out. Uh...